shut up, you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the canoe route, popped in a portal and got in a fight. Elias knocked him out. Bow, Marco fighting style. Bow, you will see he tapped out. Bow, we win, we get crowned. Monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth. Alrighty, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this, the 34th iteration of the Kona Hook Companion. This is your Kona Hook Companion, Joshua, as always. And on this episode, we're going to be covering episode 33 of OG Naruto entitled Battle Formation Inoshika Cho. And uh, before I dive two balls deep into this episode, I want to go over what happened on the previous episode kind of quickly in my own words, just so that we know where things are getting picked up from. So, on the previous episode, Team Dosu has Sakura and Lee right where they want them, right? And this is right after Dosu's knocked Rock Lee down with his resonating echo speaker attack from his forearm. Dosu explains how his jutsu uses sound to disrupt the organs of your inner ear that affect your sense of balance. Zaku reveals his jutsu allows for him to manipulate ultrasonic waves and air pressure, which he then like shoots out of the palms of his wrists. He has like I mean, what look like artificially implanted holes, right? They're like not organic. They're like metal, right? Like someone implanted little holes in his hands so that he could have a way for this to flow out. <clears throat> It'll be interesting to know how that came about, if we ever get to learn that. Um... Dosu lunged to attack Sakura, um, but Lee, even though he'd been knocked down, uh, forced himself to get back up. Um, and he, uh, like I said, still hasn't properly recovered either from uh, the attack that he endured from Dosu, nor has he uh, recovered properly from cashing himself out doing the primary lotus, which is a, a like degenerative uh, jutsu. It takes a lot out of you. Dosu hits Lee with another direct sound wave attack uh, that sends him to the floor. Uh, it's revealed that Inoshika Cho are watching all of this transpire from the bushes. And um, they default to Ino for a decision as to whether or not they should step in and help uh, basically at the risk of their own skin. Or whether they stay and hide at the cost of uh, Sakura and them safety. And I love that at this, uh, it's Team Eno, right? Remember at the beginning, uh, Eno was like all trouble. Like, it's going to be Team Eno. Well, like, it's Team Eno. Uh, Sakura then uh, throws kunai at Zaku, which are dodged when suddenly Keen gets the drop on her and grabs her by the hair from behind. And again, Keen is the girl from Team Dosu with long black hair. Uh, Zaku then goes to finish off Sasuke, and it's revealed that Sasuke's curse mark has, like, purple vapor or smoke or just, like, chakra leaking out of it. Sakura, at this point, uh, reaches up with a kunai and cuts her hair to break Keen's grip so that she can break free and save Sasuke. She has a flashback to Lee, Naruto, and Sasuke all being badasses and putting their necks on the line to save her. And in this moment, she like learns the lesson from them and doubles down to protect her friends. Keen and Zaku try and take Sakura down. 
when Keen first attacks, she tackles Sakura, but it turns out to be a substitution. Sakura attacks from the side by throwing kunai. Zaku sends the kunai back at Sakura with his slicing sound wave jutsu. The kunai hits Sakura, but the Sakura was yet again a substitution. Sakura then comes attacking from above, and Zaku throws kunai at her again, thinking she's a substitution. But this time it's really her, and the kunai weren't enough to stop her, although they did land. She then stabs him in the arm. She goes to stab him in the chest, but he like blocks it with his arms. She stabs him in the arm and then uh, bites him on the other arm and locks in on his other arm. So she's got both of his arms kind of effectively uh, held up for a moment. But Zaku kind of gets an arm free and proceeds to uh, beat on Sakura relentlessly to get her off of his arm. But she refuses to let go. She's just bit on like a pit bull. Eno flashes back and it shows her and Sakura's friendship developing. Eno helped Sakura get over her insecurity surrounding her oversized forehead. She even gives Sakura the ribbon that Sakura uh, keeps in her hair uh, to this day. Uh, Sakura's newfound confidence is what ultimately spurs her liking Sasuke and uh, that spurs the rivalry between her and Eno. So, Eno contributed to bolstering Sakura's confidence, which then directly contributed to their uh, rivalry, right? So um, it's, it's a complex little relationship that they've gotten. It's, it's worth keeping track of. Zaku finally knocks Sakura off of him and demands that he's going to make her pay. And at this moment, Ino Shikacho come in and save the day, standing between Sakura and Zaku. And so that's what happened on the previous episode. This episode starts uh, with Sasuke in like a purgatorial black space with his eyes closed. And when he opens his eyes, everything is like golden orange around him. Golden yellow. He looks around and thinks, what is this? Where am I? When suddenly he sees a figure off in the distance and thinks, who is this? It's me from a long time ago. And it's revealed that it is, in fact, his younger self, um, who says, while fighting back tears, father and mother shouldn't have died. It didn't have to happen. And a single tear drops from young Sasuke's face, and when it hits the ground, uh, a brief scene of what is presumably uh, Sasuke's dead parents laying on the ground is displayed before us. Sasuke's gaze widens and is suddenly, uh, I mean, obviously he's bothered by this, right? And suddenly the vague, hazy, golden background in every direction becomes the interior of a house. And the young Sasuke says, they're all dead because I wasn't strong enough to save them. And in this moment, it reveals a more detailed look at the scene of Sasuke's parents who are dead on the floor. His mother is laying flat on her back and his dad is laying down across his mom. Right, like he tried to protect her, and he is now laying on top of her, but they're both dead. Um, and they're like laying in the ominous red light that's coming in through the window. Like it's like very, very pronouncedly red light that's coming in through the window. It makes for a really, really scary scene. The younger Sasuke then continues, My whole clan has been destroyed. And the scene then transitions to Sasuke, who is still laying unconscious on the forest floor, quivering in pain. 
but now the purple mist or smoke or chakra, whatever it is, seems to be emanating from his entire body, not just from the curse mark. The title slide then comes in and Sakura reads, Battle Formation, Inoshika Cho. And we then get to see Naruto, who is still unconscious as well. Um, but remember, he, he ain't been bit with no curse mark. He got slapped by a big snake and got knocked in, knocked unconscious against a tree. And uh, shout out Sakura, if she hadn't thrown the kunai and stuck him to the tree, he'd be dead right now. So, I mean, and he's still knocked out. It's been like three episodes and homie is just snoozing. So um, we're going to figure out if, if Naruto's ever going to wake up. Sakura looks up at Team 10, who've positioned themselves between her and her attackers, and remarks, Eno, but why? And Eno responds smugly, I'm tired of you showing off in front of Sasuke and trying to get all the credit. And Dosu, standing over Lee, demands, These Leaf Village worms will be sorry they ever squirmed their way into something that doesn't concern them. And this clearly terrifies Choji, and it reveals that Shikamaru has a hold of Choji's scarf, preventing him from bailing, right? Like, they actually had to drag him out. <laughs> he, he wasn't, he wasn't on the, he's on the team, right? But he wasn't, he wasn't uh, in the let's go save the day party of the team. Let's put it that way. He, 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 he was terrified. As this happened, Choji demands to know, are you too crazy? What are we doing here? These guys are bad news, man. And Shikamaru responds, don't look at me. It was Ino who had the idea. But what are we supposed to do? Just sit back and let a girl do all the fighting? And Ino chuckles and responds, sorry for dragging you both into this, but we are a three-man team, right? All for one and one for all. Shikamaru smiles and responds, yeah, what's meant to happen will. And I love that, uh, you know, it's a three-man team, all for one, one for all, right? Like, Inoshika Cho, dog, it takes all three. And, you know, even if even if Choji doesn't necessarily want to go, like, you're coming, bud. Um, this freaks Choji out, and he yells, this ain't teamwork, this is suicide. And he then tries to escape, but Shikamaru keeps a hold of his scarf, preventing him from dipping off. As he's like, as Choji is struggling to get away, he's yelling, stop, please, let me out of here, let me go. You know, just like frantically trying to get out of there. Shikamaru yells, stop, you're getting on my nerves, as he continues to restrain Choji. Zaku sees this and laughs and mocks, better a live sheep than a dead lion, right, fatso? And, like, the fucking beat stops. Like, it doesn't need, it's not even a beat drop moment. The beat stops. Where everything goes black. Choji, like, stops squirming. And, like, his ear twitches. And, like, shit is obviously hitting the fan right now. And without even turning around, he asks, Did I just hear that right? What did you just say? And Zaku sees Choji um, stopping and lets out a confused, Huh? And Shikamaru starts sweating and thinks to himself, uh-oh, that guy just pushed Choji's button big time. And Choji, with his back still to the bad guys, asks, you want to try and say that again? And Zaku doubles down. Zaku's clearly fucking crazy. Um, Zaku doubles down, responding, I said, you're smart to get out while you can, fatty. And Choji just immediately turns around and roars furiously, 
Who are you calling fat? I'm just a little chubby, okay? And he flexes and yells to the sky, Chubby forever! And as he does this, the wind uh, and, like, blue chakra swirl around him, right? Like, um, we learned in the first arc that anytime that someone's doing something and they're doing it, um, and it's producing so much force that, like, the chakra is visible to us on the screen, that's, like, a big deal, right? So, Choji just got so mad that he, like, let out a whirlwind, you know, like a helical whirlwind of chakra and so choji's like maybe low-key a badass even though he may be a little cowardly in his current state choji turns and points and uh demands that does it now this is personal it's a fight to the death between leaf and sound and he then turns to face his adversaries and he literally like has fire in his eyes and Eno thinks excellent he's totally lost it Shikamaru quips to Zaku, good job, thanks a lot, now we gotta live with him. And Zaku quips right back, don't worry, it won't be for long. And he then, ang- uh, he then angrily thinks to himself, ugh, gotta get rid of these clowns, Sasuke is the target. Right, so like he's got a big poker face on, and he's talking all this shit, right, but like deep down, he's becoming to get a little frantic, right, like, I don't need to be dealing with Himino you know, Shikacho, I need to be getting Sasuke right now. Sakura at this point looks uh, off at Sasuke and calls out for him. And immediately Ino calls out for Sakura and tells her, your teammates are down, you look after them. Right? Which is cool. Right? Like, they're here to save the day. You've already gotten your ass kicked. We're going to handle this. You go hang out with your teammates. You know, keep them right, worst case scenario. Sakura smiles and nods to confirm. And Eno then calls out, all right, Team Eno, let's show him who's boss. Choji confirms, got it. And Eno then yells, formation, Eno. And Shikamaru chimes in, Shika. And Choji adds in, Cho. Eno then continues, okay, take it away, Choji. And Choji responds with, my pleasure. And he casts a hand sign and yells, expansion jutsu. And he blows up into, like, a perfect sphere with limbs. It's pretty fucking funny, if you ask me. Choji then continues, followed by a leaf-style taijutsu. And suddenly, his limbs and head recede into his body. And blue chakra-like steam comes rushing out from where his limbs used to be. He then leaps in the air and yells, Human Boulder Jutsu, as he starts spinning super rapidly. As he touches down to the ground, uh, he shoots towards Zaku, Sonic the Hedgehog style. Zaku sees this and taunts, you gotta be kidding. Maybe I'm supposed to laugh myself to death. He then then yells, slicing sound wave, and he shoots his pressurized air jutsu at Choji, who's rolling towards him at high speed. The airstream manages to stop Choji from moving forward, but not from spinning. And as Choji continues to spin, it tears up the ground beneath him, sending rocks and rubble and stuff. The longer this goes on, Zaku begins to struggle to maintain his jutsu when suddenly, Choji leaps into the air over the airstream, 
which clearly shocks Zaku, even causing Zaku to remark aloud, What? He jumped the airstream. That thing is spinning way too fast. My sound wave can't control it. And if I try going supersonic on it, it's liable to rip my arms off. And Dosu sees Zaku losing control of the situation and calls out for him as he starts running towards him to save him from the human boulder jutsu. Shikamaru sees Dosu seeing this and casts his hand signs and thinks to himself, Oh no you don't, mummy man. Time to put you under wraps. That's a that's a fun quip, right? Called him a mummy man because he's got wraps and put him under wraps. Like, Shikamaru's always real smart. Go him. Shikamaru then announces aloud, Ninja Art, Shadow Possession Jutsu. And Shikamaru's shadow then stretches along the ground towards Dosu. Suddenly, Dosu stops in his tracks and struggles to even turn his head as he questions what's happening. Um, And he's shocked to see that Shikamaru has successfully caught him in his shadow possession jutsu. Shikamaru smiles and remarks, just me and my shadow, and uh, lets out a little chuckle. Choji then nearly slams into Zaku, but Zaku manages to dodge just at the last moment. It then shows us uh, Dosu, who is groaning in frustration and is uh, standing in a really awkward pose, right? King then hollers to him, what is it? Why are you just standing there like that? She then looks over at Shikamaru and gasps as she realizes that uh, Dosu is striking the same pose as and is being controlled by Shikamaru. Shikamaru sees Keen realizing this and he lets out a little triumphant snicker. Dosu struggles to even speak as he says it's some kind of paralysis jutsu. And Shikamaru, maintaining his pose, calls out, Eno, I'll leave the girl to you. Eno smiles and responds, Okay, you got it. Just take care of my body while I'm gone. And as she casts the hand signs for a jutsu. And so, um, we're kind of getting the feel for how this team works, right? Um, Choji, he's a literal boulder, right? He goes in, he wrecks shit, and then it throws the team into a scramble. And then Shikamaru is able to grab whoever's the biggest threat and hold them there with his shadow possession jutsu which is a really, really cool deal. It's actually a ninja art, right? Um, I believe that uh, the ninja art jutsus are bloodline keke genkais. Um, like, I don't, I don't think that... I, I'm, I'm certain that um, the shadow possession jutsu is a Nara clan thing. So it's definitely a keke genkai. It's absolutely a, a, a bloodline trait that he's able to do because he's a member of the Nara clan. And so is and, and the expansion jutsu is the same thing for Choji in his clan, uh, the Akamichi clan, and Ino uh, has the same thing going with her mind transfer jutsu uh, with the Yamanaka clan, and um, so on that subject, uh, this is right where uh, Ino has basically smiled and said, "Take care of my body while I'm gone." 
And at this point, she uh, puts out her little hand sign. She makes like a like a little shape with her hands, and she looks through the shape. And whoever she's looking at through the shape is who she does the divine transfer with. And she um, locks in on Keen, and she yells, Ninja Art, mind transfer jutsu. And it zooms in to Eno's eye. And you can see Keen in Eno's eye, and it zooms in into Keen through Eno's eye, and then it zooms all the way into Keen's eye. And once we get to Keen's eye, you hear a woo noise, and like the scene goes into the negative for a split second, and uh, that is meant to indicate that Eno has successfully nailed the mind transfer jutsu. Keen's pupils dilate, and Eno suddenly collapses into Shikamaru's arms. And so... Obviously, it's a useful jutsu. You're doing mind transfer. It's a little risky, right? Because Eno goes down, right? So if Eno's like body is limp and someone walks up and bops her with a rock on the head, we have a big problem. So the Eno Shikacho battle formation isn't without clear, obvious limitations just on the surface the first time we're seeing it, but it's all neat how it's going down. At this point, Choji's still rolling around trying to get Zaku, who's still hardly dodging him every time, but is like getting it done, right? He's getting away. Zaku angrily demands, enough of this, and he calls out for Keen. Uh, but Keen is just standing motionless with her eyes closed. And Dosu calls out, even as he's uh, you know possessed by the shadow, what's wrong with you? And she suddenly opens her eyes and pulls out a kunai, and points the kunai to her own neck and demands, in Eno's voice, party's over, fellas. And this clearly shocks Zaku and Dosu. Eno then demands, through Keen's body, take it easy. One false move out of either of you and your teammate here gets it in the neck. You don't want that to happen, so here's what you do. Just drop the scroll and walk away. And at this point, Zaku smiles and kind of lets out a little chuckle. But Eno continues, When you're far enough away that I can't sense your chakras, I'll let her go. And Eno then thinks, I don't get these guys. Something's wrong. And she immediately calls out for Choji. Hey, Choji. Who yells, coming, as he comes falling out of the sky in his still-spinning human boulder form. Sakura calls out, what is it? As uh, what are they up to? And Zaku then suddenly blasts his airstream into Keen, and this sends Keen flying. Right? Choji comes in and absorbs most of the blast at the last second, but they ultimately still both get sent flying. It's powerful jutsu. Uh, this causes what, like I guess, would be some internal bleeding on Keen. Like it causes uh. It causes Eno to bleed from her mouth in Keen's body. And then it also shows that Eno uh, and her actual body starts bleeding from the mouth. And so it's evident that not only can Eno get her head cracked by a rock whenever she's away from her body, but also that the damage that she is that, that she's sustaining while in the body of the person she's possessing also gets put on her body. So... Um, it's a weird little jutsu, weird little jutsu that they have going on there. Uh, Shikamaru sees uh, Eno's actual body bleeding from the mouth and remarks, Oh man, this is bad. 
obviously it's fucking bad, right? She's bleeding from her mouth and getting her ass kicked. Choji stands up after having been knocked over by the blast and he's like all dizzy, right? Like he's been spinning like crazy. So he's just super duper dizzy. Um, he even covers his mouth to keep himself from throwing up and remarks aloud, I don't feel so good. Eno, still in Keen's body, looks up from the ground and says, I don't understand you guys. What kind of monster would attack their own teammate? And Zaku responds, I guess monsters like us. Dosu adds, you see, we don't play this game by your rules. It isn't scrolls we're after, or even passing this test. And this clearly shocks everybody in Team 10, and Eno even goes so far as to ask, what then? And Dosu menacing, menacingly responds, Sasuke. It then shows us Sasuke, who's still uh, unconscious and quivering in pain from whatever the curse mark is doing to him. When suddenly Shikamaru's shadow possession jutsu begins to like loosen and breaks. Dosu immediately recognizes this and lets out a satisfied, oh... And Shikamaru thinks to himself, I hate it when it does that. And Dosu mocks, so your paralysis jutsu has a pretty limited duration, I see. And Shikamaru responds with, shadow possession jutsu, get your jutsus right. And I like that Shikamaru is like all petty, like, fuck you, get my name, get the name of the jutsu right at least, bro. Dosu legit doesn't give a shit and just responds, whatever. And I see that your teammate is able to slip her soul into her opponent. Very clever, but dangerous. Anything that happens to Keen happens to her too. So if, say, Keen were to die. And Shikamaru interrupts him saying, What are you going to do? Kill your teammate? And Zaku points his palm at Keen and remarks, Well, if push comes to shove, yeah. Shikamaru kind of takes a breath and groans real big and goes, Oh man, what a drag. Which is kind of his catchphrase right everything's dragged for shikamaru he just wants to fucking hang out choji agrees remarking yeah no kidding zaku mocks did you really think you could beat us face it you ninja are a bunch of hacks and dosu heaps on the sauce adding from a second rate village when suddenly you hear someone say that's pretty tough talk and everyone turns and it's neji and ten ten and Neji continues, I guess that makes your village third rate. I wonder if any of you amateurs are ready to take on the real thing. Zaku and Dosu are both clearly angered by the intrusion and the insult. And uh, Sakura looks up and says aloud, it's Lee's team. I was wondering when they'd get here. Tintin calls out for Lee and Neji says, you blew it. Dosu thinks to himself, these guinean keep popping out of the woods like roaches. Neji then continues, it looks like someone used our teammate as a punching bag. No one does that and gets away with it, as he activates his Byakugan. And this is like one of the first time we've gotten to see the Byakugan get activated. You can always tell, right, there's like a, there's like this, the sound effect, like shink. It's like a, it's like a shearing metal noise that they do, and like, the veins on the side of their heads, like on their temples, protrude. Um, so there's a few like indicators, right, that you can tell whenever someone has their Byakugan activated. 
Dosu sees this and thinks his eyes, he's not just looking at us, he's seeing through us. And he's clearly like shook by this. He's really not liking it, right? Like it Dosu, even from afar, can tell whenever this Byakugan gets locked on him that something is not right. Like this is not cool when when I'm being looked at by those eyes. Neji then announces, no more playing around, 10-10, full power. And Tintin reaches for her kunai when suddenly Neji lets out a groan. And Tintin looks over and asks, what's the matter, Neji? And Neji just doesn't even respond but thinks to himself, that chakra. And you can tell he's got like a scowl on his face, like he's seeing something with that Byakugan that he doesn't like. Uh, and Dosu calls out, and at this point, uh, Dosu calls out, well, are you going to stay up there all day or are you going to come down here and do something about it? And uh, Neji closes his eyes as he remarks, actually, it looks like it may have been taken out of my hands. And Dosu's cl- clearly confused by this when suddenly he notices an incredible amount of purple chakra coming off of Sasuke. And presumably this nasty purple Orochimaru chakra that's leaking out of the curse mark and out of Sasuke's entire body is presumably the chakra that uh, that Neji saw and that Neji was like taken aback by. We're suddenly taken back to the hazy golden mind space of Sasuke uh, that we visited at the very beginning of the episode. Young Sasuke is like holding his head in his arm in his hands, and uh, he basically continues from where the conversation left off last time. Because I was weak, everyone died, and uh, we're confronted again with the scene of Sasuke's parents laying dead on the floor. Young Sasuke continues, "I couldn't save them. If only I'd been stronger. If only I'd had more power." And he then suddenly covers his left eye and looks up at Sasuke from here. Uh, He looks up at the Sasuke from here and now, right? Young Sasuke looks at current Sasuke and says angrily, Instead, you stood by and watched them die, so helpless, like lambs to the slaughter. If only you were stronger. And at this voice, his, uh, his voice changes into Orochimaru's. And Orochimaru continues, if only you had more power. And as he says this, he peels his face down, revealing that he's Orochimaru, right? Only peels down one half of the face, it reveals his eye. Very much like what happened whenever he got hit with the, uh, the dragon flame jutsu that peeled off part of his face earlier. Suddenly, the entire scene becomes engulfed in swirling purple chakra, And the scene transitions back to the forest and uh, the same purple chakra is swirling about. And this is most undoubtedly uh, the chakra that unsettled Neji. And Sasuke uh, is now awakened at the center of the chakra swirl. And Orochimaru is fucking insidious, guys. This dude... Uh, implanted basically a power cell in 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 a in Sasuke, so he's got all this extra chakra leaking out of him now. But he also went in and like found Sasuke's trauma, his weak point, and like judo through him. Right, was like, I know this troubles you, 
And here's like this fucked up solution that is a workable solution for like the thing you're trying to do. And like, he's just hitting him at a weak point. Right. And it's like, not like a direct attack. It's like a, it's like a weird judo throw thing that's happening. Right. Where like, he's gone in and found where Sasuke's trauma is and is manipulating Sasuke's psyche so that he can get what he wants out of him, which is, you know, we're going to find out, but to make a long story short, man, Orochimaru managed to insert himself into uh, Sasuke's trauma and do some manipulating. And now uh, this is where we're at. Uh, and so, like I said, Sasuke is now awake and he's like getting up and he's like in the center of this like swirling purple chakra field. And uh, Sakura cheers, Sasuke, you're awake but is immediately unsettled by him whenever she takes a harder look at him. And as Sasuke stands up, the chakra swirl, the chakra swirl becomes more and more violent, shocking everybody in, in eye shot. It's revealed that he has uh, like veins of smoldering embers all over the left side of his body. Um, it's basically the, the curse mark has activated, started glowing, and expanded across the entire left side of his body. And uh, again, Eno even looks at, uh, looks at Sasuke and questions, Sasuke? That's Sasuke? Sasuke then takes a step forward and the beat drops, right? And he asks Sakura, who did this to you? Who was it? And Dosu sees this and is clearly shocked. He thinks to himself, those marks, they're all over his body. And Sakura can only think to ask Sasuke, what's happened to you, right? It's clearly, like, something's clearly happened, right? What's happened is he got bit by Orochimaru, been given a curse mark, got a power cell implanted in him. And he's also had, a, you know, one of the nastiest characters in anime go and, and judo throw him psychologically at his trauma point. That's what's happened, Sakura. It's just, how are you going to know that unless you're listening to the Konoha Companion? Sasuke looks at his left hand, um, for a few seconds and then says, don't worry, I'm all right. It's only the power flowing through me. In fact, I've never felt better. He gave me this gift and he made me understand what I am. I'm an avenger to follow my path. I must have power at any price, even if it means being consumed by evil. And see what I'm saying? This is what I'm talking about right here. Is the like, oh, I'll go be an Avenger, even if it means being consumed by evil, right? This is only an option because it seems viable because it was being interjected in a weird way in his like moment of trauma and stuff. And like, it's a crazy deal. It's a really, really crazy deal that Orochimaru has done at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that he's managed to convince this dude to basically allow himself to be consumed by evil for the sake of actualizing on his goals because his goals were all about recovering from his trauma. It's pretty fucking crazy. Like, pretty goddamn crazy, bro, for, like, an anime that, like, I thought was going to be about, like, for kids. Um, so, yeah, some heavy shit going on. Dosu is still visibly concerned by this and thinks, now I see those marks on his neck that the girl spoke of. They were a curse mark. But who'd have thought he'd survived? More than survive. And Sasuke then demands again, Sakura, tell me which one of these people did this to you. And Zaku, 
crazy ass, smiles and announces triumphantly, that'd be me. And Sasuke immediately locks his Sharingan on him and turns to face him. Uh, Zaku lets out a chuckle when suddenly Shikamaru calls off, you know, hurry up and get back in your body. You don't want to be involved in this. You too, Choji. Come on, let's get out of here. Choji confirms, I'm coming, as he starts running towards Shikamaru, which, who to thunk, right? Choji's been trying to get out of there the whole time, so this is his moment. Uh, Eno then casts the proper hand signs and says, mind transfer release. And the same uh, thing as earlier happens, right? Uh, the scene goes into the negative for a brief second, and there's a, a slightly different sound effect this time, but it's clearly there to indicate that the mind transfer jutsu has been released. So anytime you see that noise, you hear that noise, and you see the screen, you see the scene go negative, know it's like something to do with the mind transfer. Keen drops to the ground, limp as Eno exits. Eno transfers back into her own body and groans in pain. Shikamaru tells her that a girl, it's good to have you back. Choji links up with them and asks Shikamaru, what's this all about? What's going on? To which Shikamaru responds, how should I know? At this point, uh, Sakura is locked firmly in, uh, excuse me, not Sakura, Sasuke is locked firmly in on Dosu and Zaku. He's clearly very upset about them having hurt Sakura, and his curse mark glows again, and it causes the black on his the, the black marks on his body to glow red like embers, and they spread across his entire body at this point. And when it's done spreading, it stops glowing, but remains in the places that it's spread to as a black curse mark. This clearly shocks Dosu, who thinks, what is this? As he looks at Sasuke, he has a vision of Orochimaru behind Sasuke, right? Like he knows this is Orochimaru's doing. Dosu then thinks, this changes everything. His chakra's too big, too powerful. We can't fight that. And Zaku calls out, Dosu, what's wrong? You're not getting cold feet, are you? And Dosu in a panic yells, no, Zaku, you don't understand. And I love how, like, Dosu was always the, like, leader, right? He was the most seasoned of them all, it would appear. Um, but Zaku's, like, game, right? And, like, I think that uh, Dosu is appropriately panicked because he's seasoned enough to understand what he's looking at, whereas Zaku doesn't really realize he's about to get clippity-clapped dealing with this fucking gangster-ass curse mark emboldened Sasuke. Whereas Dosu sees it, and his, like, spidey senses are like, bro, get the fuck out of here. Zaku doesn't have that going on. And so Zaku disregards Dosu's remarks and yells, watch this, I'll take them all out in one fell swoop. He then points his hands at the squadlings and yells, supersonic slicing wave. And he casts a super strong jutsu. The whole screen is consumed by the force that the jutsu emanates. It's like white light and it's blowing everywhere. It's a, it's a neato scene. It's, it's, these are the moments that I like about anime. It's whenever the animators get to do neat shit. And so, appreciate the art for a second. And as it turns out, the blast is uh, 
it blasts in every direction, causing everyone in the scene to have to cover their ears and brace themselves. The scene fades to white, and when the dust settles, we can see that Zaku is panting heavily from exerting himself, and there's a big area in front of him in the ground where it's been completely disintegrated, right? Like, emanates away from him, right? Like, it's, it's very small. You can tell, like, it started at the points of his hands, then it goes out and gets larger the further it gets away from him. Zaku gathers himself and laughs, remarking aloud, Well, what do you know? Blew him all away. When suddenly we hear Sasuke say from out of frame, Not quite. And it's revealed that Sasuke is now standing directly next to Zaku. Naruto and Sakura have both been moved to Sasuke's side as well. He then karate chops Zaku in the neck and sends him flying to Dosu's feet. Dosu calls out for Zaku and then remarks aloud, Such speed! He got both his teammates out of harm's way in the blink of an eye. Right, and Dosu's just like in shock right now. He can't believe how badass Sasuke is. Sasuke suddenly casts several hand signs super quickly and yells, Fire style, Phoenix Flower Jutsu. And he sends several balls of fire at them simultaneously. Zaku remarks, I don't think so. Try this. And he points both his palms at Sasuke and blasts his compressed air at the jutsu. At this point, um, he, uh, he, hits the, he hits the fireballs with the air and it blasts the fire away. But it's revealed that there are still shuriken. Like he, like he masked a shuriken attack with a jutsu. And when he blasted the jutsu away, the shuriken were still coming. Dosu sees this and yells for Zaku to get down, but it's too late. Zaku just can't defend himself from the shuriken in time. Uh, he gets hit by him directly and is like addressing that. And as he's getting hit, Sasuke leaps into action, gets behind Zaku and grabs him by both of his arms and puts his foot in the center of Zaku's back and basically, you know, like, imagine you've got someone by the arms from behind them. You know, you've got them by the wrist. you got wrist-on-wrist wrist control. Then you put your foot in the middle of someone's back. You could just yank on their arms. And that's exactly the, uh, the situation that Sasuke has Zaku in right now. Um, getting a hold of Zaku gives Sasuke a big grin. And in this moment, Ino thinks of Sasuke. His chakra, it's completely different. It's fiercer, darker. Can that really be Sasuke? And it can be Sasuke, right? It's just he's got Orochimaru chakra infusing with him now. So, of course, it's going to be darker and nastier. You've got the fucking big bad of the arc mixing his chakra with your boy. So, it's going to be, it's going to be funky. But no one knows what's going on. Everybody's freaking out, you know? While she thinks this, we can see Shikamaru is watching intently as well as uh, Choji. But Choji isn't watching. He's literally in the fetal position behind them just praying to make it out alive. But Shikamaru is always trying to get that data. Shikamaru needs that data. Sasuke's grin grows larger as he says to Zaku, You seem to be really proud of these arms of yours. You must be very attached to them. He pulls on him harder, and you can hear like the muscles and tendons starting to tear. 
And Zaku looks back and pleads, no, what are you doing? And I mean, come on, fucking Zaku, you don't get to plead to nobody, bro. You were going to kill your own teammate just to get the opportunity to kill Sasuke so that you could get a pat on the back by Orochimaru. So don't act like lethal force in response to lethal force is going to be something crazy, bro. Like, don't wonder what's going on. Like, they're treating you the way you were treating them, fam. Uh, welcome to being a motherfucking ninja, bro. Um, Sakura is looking on in horror um, as she sees Sasuke. She can see, like, Orochimaru behind him, right? Like, she's identifying this Orochimaru energy. Sasuke continues to pull harder and harder and ultimately breaks Zaku's arms and Zaku shrieks in pain. And this gives Sakura a moment of complete panic and everything goes red. Sasuke drops Zaku to the ground and he then turns and locks his Sharingan on Dosu, remarking menacingly, looks like you're the only one left. He then turns to face Dosu directly, mocking, I hope you make things more interesting than your friends did. He then begins walking towards Dosu, who is just completely terrified at this point. Sakura watches Sasuke as he approaches Dosu, and she's thinking all the while, no, it's not, it can't be. Whoever that is, it's not Sasuke. And, I mean, at this point, both the girls who have crushes on Sasuke have identified that this version of Sasuke that we're seeing right now isn't the normal Sasuke who's in his right mind, right? Like, just the way he's walking, the energy he's emanating, the things he's doing, it's shocking his his village mates. Um, they don't know what to think of this right now. They know, like, they're literally thinking it's not Sasuke. As she thinks this, she has another flashback to Orochimaru, right? Like, she is clearly on it that uh, there is some type of way that Orochimaru is influencing this circumstance. And she's right. He did it in a really, really insidious way. Uh, this causes her to tear up, but she gathers her strength and yells out, No, stop! As she charges after Sasuke. And she then hugs him from behind and pleads, Don't do it! And Sasuke, like, turns and gives her a menacing glare with his Sharingan, but she looks him straight in his eyes and doesn't budge. And she pleads, she continues to plead, stop, please. And everyone watching this has a moment of shared disbelief as Sasuke's curse mark begins to glow and then slowly recedes back into the curse mark on his neck. And so uh, the power of friendship, man, the power of love, bro, um, is made the made the curse mark go away. Um, Dosu sees this and thinks to himself, the marks have receded. We're safe for now. Sasuke then collapses to the ground and has to catch his breath. Sakura comforts him on the ground and Dosu yells from the side, you're strong, Sasuke. He then pulls out his team's blue earth scroll and holds it out, gesturing that they can have it as he continues too strong. We can't hope to defeat you the way you are now. He then sets the scroll on the ground as he says, We'll strike a deal. I give you this scroll and you let us go. And this clearly shocks both Sasuke and Sakura. 
and Dosu doesn't wait for a response. He like he offers the deal and he starts operating like they accepted it. He starts gathering up his teammates. As he picks them up, he remarks, It would seem we underestimated you, but at least we found out what we needed to know. For the moment, we are even. But if it should ever happen that we ever meet again in combat, I promise you, we won't run or hide. He then walks off with Keen over his shoulder and Zaku under his arm. As he's walking off, Sakura yells, Wait! Who is this Orochimaru anyway? What's he done to Sasuke? And why Sasuke? And Dosu responds emphatically, I don't know. All I know is that we were told to target Sasuke and we did. I don't know why he sent us to assassinate someone on whom he'd bestowed such powers. I don't know why Sasuke even survived the curse mark. There are many things I don't know. And Dosu just walks off into the forest and as he's walking off choji yells hey you guys okay and shikamaru yells Eno, you look after lee we'll check on the kid and neji thinks to himself that was that was no normal chakra i had no idea the uchiha clan was so strong and so at this point i wonder if neji just mistakes um the power that he saw with his byakugan that Orochimaru infused into the situation for just being straight up Uchiha clan power, right? No, Neji may be developing a uh, an inappropriate appreciation for the strength of the Uchiha at this point because he's witnessing power that's beyond that of just the Uchiha in the current moment. But we'll see, right? That that's all just you know one statement. We'll see. Uh, Naruto's still unconscious and sleep-talking. Sakura's in danger. I'll protect her. Don't worry, Sakura. It's okay. I'll save you. And Shikamaru's like, whoa, someone ought to kick him and wake him up. This is embarrassing. And Choji jokes, can I kick him first? (laughs) These two are clowns. Um, Sasuke, at this point, is on the ground. He's, like, looking at his hand, and he's, like, literally shaking with fright as he thinks, just what am I? Sakura looks on and worries for Sasuke as Sasuke continues to stare at his hand and grapple with his new reality. And the episode ends, right? And this is a badass episode, man. We got to see Team Inoshika Cho. We got to see um, Sasuke with curse mark energy, right? We got to see all kinds of neato stuff. Um, And so I have some notes here in terms of final thoughts that we can go over. Um, Sasuke's past is miserable, right? Homie watched his parents get slaughtered and now he's clearly traumatized. And, uh, you know, I think it's a curious thing to wonder if his brother, who's the person who he is, his whole ninja way is rooted in destroying his brother, right? And now his primary point of trauma in his life is that his clan has been killed. And so now it's just him and his brother in a dead clan. And I wonder how this all relates. You know what I'm saying? You guys need to keep this in mind, right? This is like one of the big cruxes of the show right here. It hasn't all been revealed yet. Um, maybe it'll never be revealed. But like you're definitely... If, you, if you're thinking about Sasuke, his brother, Sasuke's ninja way, 
and how that all relates to the, to the wholesale slaughter of the Huchiha clan, you're like orienting yourself in the right direction. Postulate to your heart's content. Orochimaru found Sasuke's trauma from the inside and like mentally judo through Sasuke into being down to let himself get consumed by evil for the sake of avenging his parents and clan. Um, so that's a dangerous deal, right? I don't think that um, allowing himself to be consumed by evil in order to achieve his goals was necessarily on the table before. And I don't think that if it hadn't been uh, introduced in such a weird subconscious uh, rooted in the trauma of the situation type of way, I don't think it would have worked. But Orochimaru knows what he's doing, right? Like, he's the big bad. He's over here threatening to kill the Hokage and take out the village and run the village for himself. And so, um, yeah, to, to manipulate a child is probably definitely within his, his wheelhouse of capacity. Um, Orochimaru literally shows up in the trauma points in Sasuke's psyche to make this happen, which is crazy. Like, just a crazy way that this fucking snake makes this happen. Um, he, he did it. He did it. Good job, Orochimaru. Um, it was really cool getting to see Ino Shikacho do work, even though they were terrified. Uh, don't call Choji fat. Holy shit. Um, like, he is going to get turned up if you call him fat. So uh, keep that in mind. If you ever hear someone call Choji fat, like, you'll know. You'll know what's coming now. Uh, Ino Shikacho uses... Uh, Ino uses the mind transfer jutsu, which basically allows for her to slip her soul into someone else's body and take control of their body. And basically, um, you know, the, the person whose body she's in is left in like the quiet place, just kind of like stuck there. Nothing they can do. Um, Shikamaru uses his shadow possession jutsu, which basically his shadow becomes animated and will reach out and grab shit. And like, yeah, it's really, really neat jutsu. Uh, and Choji uses his partial expansion jutsu to become larger and then uh, couples that with his human boulder jutsu. And these are all Keke Genkais, right? Um, the mind transfer is the Keke Genkai of the Yamanaga clan. The shadow possession is the Keke Genkai of the Nara clan. And the partial expansion is the Keke Genkai of the uh, Akamichi clan. And that's how you get uh, Ino Shika Cho, is you get all three of these Keke Genkai bloodline-wielding ninja working together in a three-man team, Ino Shika Cho. And, you know, as you kind of got an idea of how it works today, right, um, the human boulder comes in and, like, sends people into a scramble. The shadow possession grabs the, like, queen piece off the board and holds it there so that the strongest member of the team can't necessarily protect the other two. And then uh, the mind transfer jutsu comes in and uh, basically is the ace card at the end of the at the end of the whole deal. If it's all worked out great, not only are you possessed, but also anybody who's left over is being completely controlled by Eno. So they can take over your ass, man. They can they can they can take you out pretty quick. Eno Shikacho, keep it. I mean, there's a reason why they get a special name. So keep an eye out on that. It, um, it's going to come through in the clutch, you know, presumably. Uh, I love that Neji and Tintin came to save Rock Lee, even though they ended up not having to help. We got to see the Byakugan in action. Dosu knew something wasn't right, and that shit had him shook up, right? Like, the moment those eyes locked on him, he could tell that he was being looked through. 
Uh, Sasuke woke up from his curse mark induced unconsciousness and was way too OP. The curse mark is a, is a power-up to Sasuke from Orochimaru that had like a 90% chance of killing him. Uh, Sasuke broke Zaku's arms like a fucking savage. I don't know if normal Sasuke would have done that. But then again, this is ninja life, bro. They were trying to kill you. You know, you got to do something back. Right, but maybe you could uh, not be so fucking sadistic and mean about it. Uh, Sakura helped bring Sasuke back to reality after he started acting too ugly, breaking arms, um, you know, and all that. You know, like the guy was clearly subdued and broke his arms. That's not cool, right? And Sakura knows that. And Sakura gave him a big hug and called out for him and managed to uh, to reverse the effects of the curse mark. So the power of love is is like that thing right now. Keep that in mind. Um, Dosu doesn't understand why Orochimaru sent him and his squad after such a monster of Orochimaru's own creating. Um, my guess would be that you guys were like sacrificial pawns, right? Like, yeah, you, you, you guys could have, could have been sent to slaughter and Orochimaru could have determined what he needed to determine. So that's my guess. I don't, I don't know. Um, now Naruto has Ninetale Chakra and Sasuke has Orochimaru Curse Mark Chakra. So, um, you know, arc one, we discovered, um, Naruto's little ace up the sleeve. And now this will maybe be Sasuke's ace up the sleeve. We're going to see. Um, and I love that Sasuke did to Dosu what Orochimaru did to Sasuke. Legit had Dosu offering up his scroll in exchange for his life. In quite the same way that Sasuke was offering up the scroll in exchange for his life to Orochimaru. And uh, with that, I feel like I've covered everything that's necessarily important. Obviously, if there was anything that I missed, anything that relates to other stuff going on that I didn't go over, tell me about it in the comments, right? I want to be held accountable. You guys, let's talk about it. Also, if you're in the comments, be nice, y'all. The whole point of this is to make friends and find like-minded individuals and to have fun. Not to be ugly to one another. And so uh, with that, guys, this is Joshua. I'm your Konoha companion. Thank you so, so much for listening. And I'm really looking forward to catching you guys in the next one. Thanks so much.